nice of you to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome back to Fair the Ink Well. Uh, so I've got a pitch for you today, Jim, that uh, I, like, the more I think about this one, the more I kind of like it. Like, and if, if I weren't headed down a path, like, I think I might invest, but not going to do it. So here it is. Um, the framework is, and I don't have the full story arc. So I have like the, the beginning and the setting possible conflicts, but I don't have, you know, the, the whole thing detailed out, but that's, you know, what the discussion is. So the idea is you get an eccentric billionaire, world traveler. And in my mind, it's this woman, strong, independent woman, has a boyfriend, but is not married. Um, she buys an old estate, like a huge estate somewhere. I'm thinking like old, old world U.S., like in the north. Northeast, you know, area of this world. And she fixes up enough of this estate to live in and has plans to fix up the rest of it. And then at some point, this guy that she knew in college calls upon her as godmother and dumps two kids on her and then... Mm. <laughs> and Dick move. <laughs> <laughs> and so the story then follows... The, I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe teenage... And they explore this house and it's the estate used to belong to so the estate is just packed full of the weirdest junk you can imagine because it's been around for like a couple hundred years and uh so the 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 story then would follow these two teenagers dealing with this you know godmother that doesn't want them necessarily want them around doesn't want out either because she's got this huge estate now and so they explore this this hoarder's estate, and they start finding really weird things in it. And at this point, I think you would inter- introduce either like science fiction, or so they're finding like little tidbits of something that keeps them digging through the junk for more stuff. And then it would be really, really interesting if eventually they came across another teenager in the mansion <laughs> that's like from the twenties. <laughs> or from a, like from an earlier time period, who's been stuck in the mansion and mm. in that time frame, and like so they befriend each other and they they start having you know it, the more I thought about it, like it was kind of giving me Harry Potter, like three kid explore kind of a magic, but it wouldn't have the structure that the school had, and you could make it a bit darker too, where some of the plays, some of this mansion is dangerous. Perhaps it's got catacombs, and they go down into the catacombs and get chased off by some sort of something, and. uh so I think there's really good potential to tell like a whole series of stories within that setting because it leaves so much uncovered and so much to the imagination. And uh, I think it would be a really fun story to write too. And, and you know, you wouldn't have to stick with the characters that I detail. I don't know. I was really intrigued with it when I was, you know, thinking up this concept. Yeah, I can see a lot of potential there, especially with because you're not sure what kind of objects you're going to find. If, you're, if it's like a... A house lost in time in some way or trapped in time right. in some way that, you know, like, are you able to come and go to those other time periods or, or like, uh, you know, is it only while you're in the house? Like when you exit the house, you just go back to your regular time period. Like right. those kinds of questions would come to mind, which I think there's a lot of plot potential there. Like, right. like there's a lot of, of, of and and are you thinking of this more of like an adventure aspect or from a science fiction aspect where they're trying to figure out See, how it works? And, and that's the thing is I'm not really certain. I think for me, what I would write initially without without knowing the is I would it would be the exploration of these people of these kids through the home of hoarder. Mm-hmm. So they're going through all of this old junk, and, you know. 
okay, I've got an idea. What if the person was not actually a hoarder, but all of this junk from all this time periods where different people lived in the house are just all coming together in this one point in time. So, so instead of like a hoarder who might have 14 couches, it's literally been 14 different owners owners who have had a different couch, (laughs) but now all the couches are in like existing in the same space. Exactly. Yeah. That I think is a really good, and I think uh, this would lend itself very well to Odyssey or science fiction spin. Mm -hmm. Um, Just even that, but like when you think, when you say title, I immediately should, Mm -hmm. but it's also not outside of the fantasy either. But yeah, like I, I, I like that. And uh, there were some other things that I was thinking about. I can't remember what they were. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the idea of this overlapping time periods in one point of of one plane of existence. You know, that there's there's so much you could do with it because like you're what if you find people from the future there? Right. You know, like what if what if the world has been destroyed and it's populated with mutants? <laughs> like, or, well, and and then also in the future, is that house still? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, if it has been destroyed, why does yeah. that house still? Exist? I mean, then then you're getting into the realm. Like, Mrs. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, um, it, it was interesting. I mean, they they essentially isolate, and then every at the end of every day, the mistress before a bomb hit the house. Oh wow! At least that's what the movie was. I never. Saw that. <laughs> that's interesting. The okay. movie was not amazing. <laughs> Well, there's also uh, uh, again. I'm, I'm going to lean on my on my comic book heritage here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a DC comic book series back in the '70s called The House of Mystery, which was very cool. It was uh, also kind of basically the only thing that The House of Mystery has in common with what we're talking about is that it was it was a house (laughs) and it was was, yeah and it was mysterious (laughs) and it it moved through time or whatever but inside the house of 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 mystery was a book uh it was the book of destiny Mm -hmm. and in that book of destiny had the stories of everybody who ever lived or will ever live and and the two occupants of the house of mystery were cain and abel (laughs) and and so they were like the kind of a host as in when like Rod Serling was a host for Twilight Zone, he would come on and introduce the episode and okay. then he would close it out with some final thoughts. Same uh, exact kind of thing. They would come in, they would introduce something and then they, they would tell a story right. and then the story would end. But so, so, but, but the idea of a house that exists in these overlapping time periods with, you know, like with some, whatever's inside the right. house is self-contained. I, I'm I'm intrigued by that. That's a really well, cool idea. And so you you also bring up like it, it makes me think of an episode of Inside Job that I affect. So maybe what if what if this house is isolated in time, and so it it is actually a record of sorts of all of the different like so, or at least some of the branching timeline that are really like nearby anyway. Like so you're finding you know you're finding artifacts of a timeline that doesn't necessarily on you know on the path that you're on, but it exists somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So you find the magazine, you know, let out of prison, or you find <laughs> the one that is executed, or, you know, whatever that one. You know. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just like tiny divergence right. of, of you know, what uh, what we actually... And, and maybe what it, <clears throat> the uh, eccentric billionaire did not buy the house, and now she becomes the steward of this house and has to actually steer it through time. Oh, man. I and lo- has to pick. Like, you know, not every, not every minute decision made, but when you come to those paths, an artist or do you mm. became a, 
a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a crazy <laughs> a <guy>. ass. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the Hitler that we all have learned to hate. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I, I really have always really enjoyed the trope of a, uh, of an unwilling steward. Someone who was, mm. who did not want the job, but was overwhelmed with a sense of, of responsibility for doing it right, right and doing it well, even though they, they hated every day of it, they still wouldn't allow themselves to abandon it. You know, right. I've always enjoyed that. Trope. Well, and, and that's, you know, that's a good point because if you're, you know, in our cultural day and age, if you're putting a, a strong independent woman, at that, mm-hmm. like then, of course she has a lot to prove because, you know, I can do this. I can make these. And uh, I think it would, I think a lot of people would like that too, especially if you handled her character. Well. Yeah. You know, and even, even if she doesn't want the kids there, she doesn't want the house. She wants to pursue world traveling, other stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, there, there's a lot that you could do with that. I mean, you know, just look at the holidays. Like, what would the holidays be like there in a house like that? Right. <laughs> you know? you get Christmas from every era. I know. The ghost of Christmas past and future. You get the ghost of the, the Stone Age man that lived in the area. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and actually, too, like another interesting side note on that would be like people figured out what it, mm-hmm. a lot of people would want to come and study it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would want to see it as a curiosity. So she'd have to fend off these hordes of people that were interested in the house, too. Um, you know, and that's an interesting idea because we do have, well, we used to have in, in science fiction, if you look back at the, say, science fiction from the, from the late 1800s, early 1900s, and movies from like the, let's say the 40s and 50s, right? Science was always presented as a cautionary tale, you know? Right. Like, be careful what you do, uh, because, you know, there are all these ramifications for it. Um, you know, like Frankenstein, cautionary tale, right? So, <laughs> don't, don't just create a guy, you know? Right. But, uh, but um, so we've kind of drifted away from that to where we, today, you know, we talk about science and engineering, we have the idea, like, we, if whatever exists, we should study it. We, we, we owe it to ourselves to study it and come to understand it, but reintroducing the idea that there are things too dangerous to study is right. a, it would, would reinvent that concept. I would bring it back to storytelling where, where you have somebody who has in, you know, who's, who's involved like a house like this, that is mysterious. It, right. it does have a function, but maybe it's not one that humans are really capable of understanding. Right. We have the idea also that, you know, because we're at the top of our food chain, uh, that, that, you know, we w- were the ultimate power in the universe in some right. ways. And, and I think, you know, like a lot of self-help guys will tell you that. <laughs> so, uh, and that there are no higher beings, but, uh, uh, and you know, you know, my beliefs anyway, I don't <laughs> think that there are either, but, um, <laughs> but, but maybe there are from a storytelling perspective, things that humans aren't capable of understanding. Right. So we just don't exist on a plane that would, you know, give us that, that kind of yeah, reference. I mean, it's it's so, like the idea of, of the fourth. Thing. Like we, yeah. can, we, we have such a hard time of conceptualizing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, not just like saying that the fourth dimension time, it's, it's another enough space. Mm-hmm. Like that's so hard for the human mind to wrap it because we can't, like we don't live, we live in three. And so we can't conceptualize the fourth dimension really aside from it would just bizarre. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And then while you were talking to it, it occurred to me, like, if this house is such an important thing, maybe it started out, started out life as a place much like 
where it's a sacred place of worship. It just turned into this, you know, as as things progress and the, the stewards of the place changed from time to time and they wanted, you know, it's like, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be strapped to this place, it's going to be comfortable. So let's build this here, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, you know, I, I, I do also what really, really like the idea of the universe as a construct, the universe as a functioning machine or as a functioning entity in some way. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you, you throw consciousness in there or not, the universe does seem to have laws that it, 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 right. it you know, like obeys. And that it, it, it does seem to have like functions that we can predict will happen and that we can observe happening when we make those predictions. So the idea of the universe as a machine and like something like this being a cog in that machine that keeps uh, the universe yeah. functioning like it's like an anchor point. Exactly. Like, like it's it's got it, like there it has a purpose and a reason for being right. there. We might not truly understand what it is, we, but it affects us in some way. I really enjoy those kinds of stories. Yeah, and and well, and then to throw the character teenage, like they're going to be rebellious, they're going to be curious, like they're whatever their situation was, you know, removed from. They're in this estate now. That, like they're probably like, oh yeah, hell yeah, like this is this is it. Like we made the big times, we got everything we need. Like, but then they discover that it's way more than that. It's like this place is important, and they like they could stumble across some machinery in the house that they mess with. That, break something have to set it back to rights otherwise Mm -hmm. like otherwise something is going to fail and disappear or something so i yeah i like that too like you get some kind of minor minor error in the machine if you're thinking like picture in your head like a big giant clockwork or something right and then one tooth on one wheel gets chipped off and it causes like not one massive error, but every time that wheel comes around, right. it causes slips. a small error yeah. that causes a bigger error somewhere else. And every time it happens, the error becomes bigger and bigger right. and bigger. Oh, and maybe that's where you get the Mandela effect. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, that makes me think of crystal growth. Um, but mm-hmm. when you get infections and like, so, you know, in the, in the lattice work. I mean, it's like putting blocks of Legos together. If you put them together in the same way of time. You're going to create a very specific shape, but you deviate once, and then you follow a pattern on that deviation. And it, so, oh man, yeah, this is a great story idea. Actually, I would, <laughs> I would read this book. I would. <laughs> I, I While I was thinking about it, I'm just like, wow, this sounds a lot like you know, like Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter, like any of those, you know, kind of invent, you know, just like the discovery of when you're young, you know. Mm. And I guess I've I've touched on that pattern. I personally really like figuring. Things yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, there's a probably not very well known movie that that remind this reminds me of too called um, My Science Project. Uh, I'm sure nobody has seen I'm it. Not familiar with it. <laughs> but this is basically what happens. The story of My Science Project is a kid. So so like the the Roswell crash of or UFO yeah, actually yeah. happened, and <clears throat> they take the uh, the UFO back to an Air Force base. And the president at the time sees it and just tells him, get rid of it. <laughs> I don't want anything. Nobody's going to ever find out about this. Just right. get rid of it. Right. I don't care what you do. Nobody knows about this. So flash forward to modern day, which modern day at the time was in the 80s. And um, I think Return of the Jedi had just come out. In, in this movie. <laughs> so anyway, um, there's this kid who needs a science project to graduate from high school. So he sneaks onto this Air Force base looking for just something he can pass off. <laughs> And he stumbles across this device that looks super cool. So he takes it home, cleans it up. And while he's doing it, 
uh, he winds up connecting it up to a battery. And it turns out that it's actually like the spaceship engine slash it. So what it, what it does is, is it moves space and time around the engine itself. So his high school begins traveling through time. (laughs) And uh, and, uh, and it's just him and a, and a, and and a girl and like a couple other guys and they're, and they're, they're science teacher who are trying to kind of, like fight their way through aliens and dinosaurs through this high school <laughs> to kind of, you know, rescue the girl. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun movie, but it's, yeah, my science project. It's that's interesting. That like another kind of interesting trope is like, and I, again, I think we've kind of touched on this, but it would be really interesting to have, a, you know, if you had that same scenario or the alien object and they, they connect it up and it's actually an alien CV radio. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, or CB radio, I guess. <laughs> um, and so, and you know, it connects them to the the truckers of the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be a good one. That would be a good anthology oh type my story. Gosh. The truckers of the star. All right, and I'm talking truckers about Hollywood. Of the star. <laughs> Which is essentially what Han Solo was. Interstellar trucking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so much more glamorous than it actually is. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. If uh, if this idea takes you guys out there, write it. Yeah. Let, let us know. Get back to us. Love to hear about it. Hear, hear your products. Yeah. Drop us an email at fairtheinkwell at outlook.com and you know, we'll get back to you on it. Thanks for listening. Bye.